Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's not okay that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. So Minister Champagne will be calling on the heads of large grocers to come to Ottawa with a plan to address the rising cost of food. And we expect to hear from them by Thanksgiving on what their plan is to stabilize prices. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, you could have made that announcement sometime earlier. How's it all going to turn out? I don't know. We've talked to our next guest on numerous occasions about where the price of food is going, what the profitability situation is for grocers, particularly the large grocery chains. But now uh, the heads of the largest grocery chains in this country have been called before the principal, called to the principal's office, and they're going to have to come up with a uh, plan to stabilize prices or the uh, federal government will take action. And maybe that includes taxation, um, certainly includes the Competition Act being revised. And uh, our good friend, Professor Sylvain Charlebois, head of the Agri-Foods Analytics Laboratory at Dalhousie University in uh, Halifax, at Food Professor on Twitter, joins us. Sylvain, thank you for taking the time. First question is, how are things in, in the Halifax area with the storm? It's uh, it's not too bad. Uh, we're actually in the middle of the worst of it right now, but uh, but winds are at about eighty eighty five kilometers an hour, which is uh, which is actually manageable compared to uh, last year's uh, hurricane Fiona. Fiona was really was much worse for Halifax, but uh, people in Yarmouth, uh, southwest uh, in our province, are probably getting. Uh, hit really hard uh it did uh, make landfall as a tropical uh post-tropical storm so that's that's helping but still uh, i think people in uh, in the yarmouth area are being uh are being uh really hit hard by what's going on right now and new and parts of new brunswick as well yeah no it's a, it's a very serious situation not nearly as serious as fiona was but nevertheless it is a serious situation in the hurricane season isn't over yet. I'm glad you're okay. 80 kilometers an hour, that's when Nova Scotians raise the mainsail. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. it's, it, here it's always windy. Uh, they say if uh, if it would stop, uh, if the wind would stop in Nova Scotia, everyone would fall over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. You know, you know that line when you're a cyclist? I used to be an avid cyclist, and the line is it's always uphill and against the wind. In Nova Scotia, <laughs> that is true. It's, well, it's not always uphill, but it's always against the wind. <laughs> exactly. So we have to laugh a little bit. I know a lot of people are yeah, out of power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not our case right now. So, yeah, we're, we're good so far. Yeah, and we feel for the people who are struggling. But once in a while, you just have to... Lighten the load a little bit. What's your uh, what's your sense of the federal government decision to call the CEOs of the grocery chains to Ottawa? You'll be there. You'll be participating. Yes. Yes, I, I am. Uh, in fact, I I've been in discussion with uh, Mr. Champagne for well over a month now. Uh, first time he called me when I was at the cottage over the summer. He told me what he was planning to do. 
So I was fully aware of the announcement on Thursday. Uh, I knew it was coming, and uh, he did ask me to be there uh, to advise him, um, essentially to uh, provide him with some data, some feedback. Uh, I'm going to be listening to the CEOs, uh, and I'm going to basically tell him whether or not uh, things make sense. Now, of course, uh, moving forward, uh, I, I do think that... Uh, Mr. Champagne has a lot on in his hands, and, and uh, the situation is, is mostly political. It has nothing to do with, with the economics of food distribution, really. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, CEOs want their business to be as competitive as possible. I do believe that companies are trying to, to compete and offer quality products at a good price, a lot of people are upset with them. 82% of Canadians believe that gouging, uh, that there's some gouging going on. And, and that's why the federal government feels that it has the authority, the moral authority, to summon uh, the, the, the five leaders of, of our grocery industry. Yeah, there, there's certainly that, but there's also a political party, i.e. a minority government that is in trouble. And so political posturing is another part, just part, part of the playbook. I hope something really significant comes out of this. So then what are the, what are the prices now? How would you assess what the price structure is and has been in the major grocery chains across this country over the last, let's say, let's say in 2023? Well, I, I'll, I'll just go back to Thursday, uh, with, uh, what, Prime Minister Trudeau said, and I was really puzzled by what he said. I didn't expect that he would say uh, something like, we're expecting uh, the grocery industry to stabilize food prices. Uh, He didn't mention food inflation, and that's a huge difference. And and so I actually was able to clarify things with Mr. Champagne yesterday and asking, asking him what the mandate is here. Is it, is it about stabilizing food prices? Because it, if it is indeed about stabilizing food prices, we're talking about price fixing and, and reducing prices. And I'm not convinced that's a good idea. <laughs> but we're talking about stabilizing food inflation. Now, to answer your question, that's exactly what the market is doing right now. So the food inflation rate is now at 7.8%. We're expecting the food inflation rate to be at around 5 to 6% by the end of this year in 2023. We're expecting uh, the, the gap between inflation and food inflation to be at zero by, I would say, April or May of 2024. So already you're seeing the market doing its work. Eventually, things will calm down. The FAO the UN itself this week claimed that food prices globally are, are at a two-year low. So you can feel that the entire planet is, a, is in a different place compared to six months ago. Yeah, there's a, there's a large food chain, grocery chain in France, which I understand has uh, just issued or is issuing alerts to consumers about the pricing of goods and uh, the the packaging, which may contain less food than it did previously, is is that just Europe, or is is there you know what's going on here? Yeah, so the chain you're referring to is Carrefour. It's the seventh largest in the world, and uh, so they are looking at pricing and uh, shrinkflation as well. 
But the government of France basically asked uh, food processors, the CPG companies, and grocers to uh, to freeze prices for a while, I guess. And uh, the approach by the French government was to go uh, after processors first and then grocers after. Uh, in Canada's case, we're going after grocers first. That's a choice that, uh, that Mr. Champagne has made. Uh, but in France, they actually froze the price for 5,000 products, which is a quarter of what uh, the French people are actually eating. So whether or not it's successful, I don't know. But France is a very different market in Canada, very different. How so? You, got op- you have options. In Canada, you're, you're, well, I mean, we're prisoners of our own geography. We're north of, of the United States. That's really where we get most of our food. Uh, in France, uh, you're surrounded by many options, many countries. And so if, say, for example, companies decide to leave France because there's no business to be made there, well, they can just go to Germany or Austria or somewhere else, and, but it's still... geographically accessible in Canada we're looking at kilometers here and and of course you have many provinces and many provinces have their own rules and Canada is an expensive market to to do business in and unlike in Europe where they really got their act together many years ago to streamline many regulations so trade between countries is not as uh, complicated than, than in North America. So what people want, clearly, and what we need, uh, Sylvain, is some sort of, I, I, I don't know if the word is predictability, as far as food is concerned. I, I guess that's one word that could be used. But there's just such a degree of uncertainty. And uh, with the grocers, the CEOs going to Ottawa, you being there to advise the federal minister, and uh, the Competition Act being reviewed and revised, do grocers feel under threat? Are they? I guess I'm asking: Are they being fairly treated? Uh, I, you know, like like I like I mentioned earlier, uh, the the meeting on Monday is is purely political. Uh, politics are politics, uh, and I and I and I suspect that CEOs are smart enough to understand that. <laughs> So, so they'll, oh, yeah. they'll be showing up, which is great, and they'll be responding to questions uh, as as they should. And uh, but my guess is that they'll be coming in uh, with uh, with some some uh, explanations and, of course, uh, some asks. For example, I mean, we are taxing some food products in Canada. Uh, that shouldn't be happening. Uh, up the food chain, uh, we know that there are some. Uh, some carbon pricing policies affecting uh, many, many food businesses from farm gate to, uh, to distribution. So why don't we have that conversation? On Thursday, uh, the federal government decided to slash the GST on, on new home bills. Why not food? So those are I'm, – I'm expecting CEOs to come in with some serious ask in terms of how do we make our industry more competitive. And, and frankly um, – it is not the responsibility uh, of our grocers to enhance com- competition. Uh, they, they, they deal with it, but the duty of fostering a more competitive market lies with the state, with the government. Uh, and, 
which should create the conditions necessary for, for its growth. And I, it starts with the Competition Act. And so I do agree with Jagmeet Singh here. I think we need to reform the Competition Act and give more authority, subpoena authority, allowing the Competition Bureau to get to data to prosecute companies that are, you know, that are committing crimes. And, and that's not happening in Canada. Yeah, could you explain to our listeners and to me how the Competition Act would uh, be employed, uh, changing, adjusting, uh, modifying the Competition Act, how that would be employed and engaged as far as food is concerned? Now, we all know when you drive down a street in any city or town and you need gas and you get to a corner and, you know, on, there's four gas stations, one in each corner, and they're all $1.70.1. Coincidentally, two point three. That's <laughs> I know that's purely coincidental. Yeah, but <laughs> this is where the Competition Act is supposed to uh, play a role, play a part. How would it play a part in the in the food uh, in the food industry and in putting the in, in the cost of food on the shelves for the consumer? That, well, that's that's the thing. So you're talking about gas, but uh, a grocery store carries twenty thousand different products. It's way more complicated. So competition is important but it really is different in the food business uh you want to make sure that you know consumers have access to choice and there are some practices in canada that i think are are problematic like the blackout period in the fall when grocers are asking suppliers not to raise prices for three months well that's that's upstream collusion also we know that some grocers are buying land without exploiting the land they bought it stays idle for many, many years because they don't want the competition to build right next door to them. Uh, we know now that uh, some uh, dollar stores and uh, discount stores are asked not to sell certain staples because they are adjacent to a grocery store like bread and things like that. So really, those are practices that need to stop. But the other thing, uh, Roy, is that whenever there's an investigation, if the Bureau goes to, say, Loblaws and asks for numbers, reports, Loblaws can say no. And so the Bureau has to gather evidence some, some other way. And that's, that's really not how it should, it should be. So, so what, so you're advising the, uh, you're advising the minister. If you're advising the minister absent the presence of the CEOs of the major food chains, What's Sylvain Charlebois' advice? Because that's what I'd like to know, and that's what I think should be followed. You're, you're the, you're probably the most credible voice. Not probably, you, in my view, you're the most credible voice when it comes to food availability of food, access to food, and food pricing in the country. Uh, the one thing I will say on Monday to the minister is not to confuse inflation with consumer trust, and I think that's kind of what's going on right now. Food prices are food prices, and uh, and food inflation is a global phenomenon. There are lots of things no company in Canada uh, control. I mean, lots of things that, that food companies here in Canada had to deal with and it had nothing to do with the companies that we have here. And, uh, in fact, Canada was spared. We, have, we still have one of the lowest food inflation rates in the world. The, ta- the, the target, I think, should be consumer trust. Evidently, to me, there is a consumer trust crisis in the food industry. A lot of people are doubtful. They think gouging is real. They think greedflation is real. That's what you need to tackle. And the best way to do it 
is to make consumers feel protected by a much more forceful Competition Bureau. I think it starts there. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.